0: Now, let's begin. You know, we got a real nigga in the house on a Sunday. Oh, oh, oh,
1: oh shit. It's your faves here, you know. You know. Man, I am so glad Ale is back in the atmosphere. I should. She never really left. No, know? never did. You know. But physically in the space.
2: Like my nigga got back like what? April nineteenth. April nineteenth. I got out April nineteenth. I think I hung out in Arizona for a bit. You came back. Like, for a couple in days. May. For a couple days. We had a brunch... And then
1: you was gone on World Tour because you had to give everybody the ill-ass update. Right. Already had a new set. <laughs>
2: but yes, I went on the Chinga La Migra tour. I went on the Fuck ice tour with Mi Gente. So that nice. was really, really neat. I just act- I, got- I got back, what, two days ago? Um, so I'm glad to be back in D.C., glad to be Yay. back with all my black and brown magical bitches. And, um, and I need the rest, y'all. Oh, man, I need the rest. I'm glad to be back. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Well you know
0: this is gonna be a special show and we
2: can't wait to talk to y'all.
0: This is Amber J. Phillips, the High Priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jazz, the King of the South. And you are listening to the, the Black, Black Joy, Joy mixtape. Hey, what you doing? And
1: niggas speaking on my name but I don't hear them when they talk Cuts. me and them are not the same no. different fabrics different cloth. see why they be waiting on the way yeah. I be swimming with the sharks so if you're talking get it right yeah it's like the rap it's like the god they seen I was working they ain't give a damn now they won't kick it cuz I got a plan trying to control me cuz I'm in demand but I'm proud with my pennies and they not my fam money got longer it ain't running out I got commas in like all my accounts how these niggas supposed to keep me in check when they can't write a check without letting it bounce oh Ooh, Ooh, so they well. it. Damn, just <laughs> democracy now
0: not later You know. Immediately. (laughs) Immediately,
1: goddamn. They should update
0: their name in a Trump administration to a democracy immediately.
1: Just (laughs) make it very clear. Just, no. Democracy, (laughs) stop what the fuck you doing. (laughs) (laughs) Democracy look alive.
0: (laughs) Democracy, y'all should pay attention, bitch. Right. All right. (laughs) Democracy like, what? What? (laughs) democracy Democracy. nigga please (laughs) (laughs) nigga who (laughs) (laughs) democracy who said that (laughs) y'all think real niggas don't watch democracy now (laughs) listen I was like that's how I know this story is going to be covered objectively (laughs) real it's because this is on democracy now first which means everyone has to get it together well democracy
1: now technically followed the black joy mixtape well that's that's a given I mean What's yeah. up, y'all? Everybody you know, late. <laughs> Jasmine, how's your summer going so far? You know, it, it it's going real well. I I managed to light a grill yesterday That's and awesome. do yeah. a little chicken. Mm-hmm. Y'all came over late. It really? was it was impromptu though, so it was cute. I yeah. still
2: ate good wings and I was high as five. <laughs> on joy All always <laughs> happens at the house All always happens at the, the house <laughs> I don't
1: smoke nah, I don't. cigarettes <laughs> <I've> <laughs> lots of them <laughs> what y'all calling on the brown and brew the, hot the green herbs <laughs> <laughs> <Of course>. tobacco <laughs> blends tobacco. you know it's roses a little <laughs> hem bar, <laughs> <laughs> lots of things in here. You know,
0: lavender. Yeah, Mind your fucking business. Up, How about that? <laughs>
2: Thank I'm you sharing. for feeding us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So the summer's off to a great start. I'm so excited to have you here with us, Ale, to really talk about what's been happening over the last year. You joined us before um, the Feds took you out you know, to tell us more about your story. No, dang,
1: take her out. Motherfuckers tried to. Took
0: her out of D.C. Uh, against her will. Kidnapped. Yes. Um, so, I'm excited for you to just rejoin us, one, just in community, but also to kind of catch folks up because as we have continued to say, like, this is all of our issues, y'all. Like, this is... Whenever we're talking about criminal justice reform, whenever we're talking about the justice lack of system, when we're talking about brown folks, we're also talking about black folks, because really anyone who doesn't fit into the one percent of white supremacy, that's really dictating a lot of who's valuable, who gets to come and go is at risk right now. Yeah.
2: Absolutely, and I always tell my, my brown people, like, when we talk about black lives matter, if you don't give a fuck about black lives, you don't give a fuck about your life, because we right behind them. Yeah. We right fucking there. So many conversations I have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And so before we get
1: started I just want to let the Black Joy Jubilee know To please rate, follow, and subscribe To the Black Joy Mixtape on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher Make sure you use the hashtag Black Joy Mixtape To share your thoughts and favorite moments And uh, as we've stated before We have the great, the, the amazing The Bruja herself, Alejandro Pablos who is a nationally recognized immigrant rights activist who was released on bond April 19th. Um, The community of supporters in Aloy, Arizona, and nationwide rejoiced after 42 days in ICE custody, nearly 25,000 signatures on a petition demanding her release, and the most beautiful art and portraits of Ale, and three major city, New York, Chicago, and Los Angeles banner drops calling attention to her case, Alejandra Pablos, our friend, was granted bond. More than 50 people from all over, including your brown and bruja and bad bitch comrade, Malaya Davis, gathered outside the Lloyd Detention Center to show support for Ale during her bond hearing. I watched uh, on IG Live and the mood was festive, very celebratory, especially after it was announced that you were to be released. Can you tell us about that day
2: of your release? What thoughts and feelings did you have, Ale? Um, man, uh, let's go through this bittersweet um, memory. When the day, first of all, anybody who gathers outside of Eloy, Arizona, um, Eloy Detention Center, which is the number one employer of Arizona, um, is wild, yes. Um, Every time that people gather outside for any type of advocacy, um, the folks inside are locked down. So I kind of already had had conversations with folks um, around my court day coming up and around the fact that um, we would probably be locked down all day. So uh, when I found out that we had court April 19th, those were the conversations that I was having in there. And sure enough, on April 19th of that morning, when I was hoping to braid my hair and call my mom to make sure that she was on her way to court, um, we're completely locked down. Nobody can get out. So anytime there are
0: protesters gathered outside of the detention center, they punish the people inside by putting you all in lockdown yes
2: absolutely and we were on well, and they were I, unlocked I was there one time when there was a, an action outside for support for the folks inside and we were locked down all day long mm-hmm. um, which means they bring you the, your food and styrofoams, you know that you have to stay in there all day long there's just a bathroom in your bed um, and yeah, so that day, that is so cruel. it is, that's the way they intimidate people to not be able to not resist, right? Every time you want to fight back, anytime you want to share your story to the public, they reprimand you and they put you in the hole and they start intimidating you, mm-hmm. right? So when I was even in there, I felt a lot of that. I didn't want to uh, start fighting so much uh, inside there because I thought they would hold me on my bond court, right? They have so much control over my life and what happens to me and my body. I just always was scared that they would just deny me a bond. And they have, they have, they make their own reasons as to why, Mm -hmm. you know, they can deny me a bond. So that was really Mm -hmm. scary and it was really real to the point where my lawyers told me this Ali versus Ice hashtag that's going on is like not going to help you. You're Mm -hmm. taking on Ice. And it's like, Ice is already taking me on also, right? But still, I was scared. You know, when I was inside, I wanted to get the fuck out, right? Mm-hmm. So that was really, um, that was really, really stressful leading up to that day. Um, trying to build all the relationships so I can, you know, be able to help the women out after I get out. Because what I, what I did see was that the, the detention center looked more and more like a prison, even worse. You know, uh, people can't touch their visitors, right? Like people, moms, and, and and people who are in there can't touch their kids when they come to visit. The food is horrible. The, the healthcare is just like not even, not even like. Um, appropriate for any human being right like our mm-hmm. bodies have no like um benefit of the doubt in there it's mm-hmm. really really awful i saw my roommate even like bleed from a rectum and had and got no help you know she had to just go through that on her own in the cell with me um so i think that day for me waking up not knowing that i could call my mom i started getting really really stressed out and really nervous mm-hmm. um when i went in when they took me in to go to court i didn't get to see anybody come in i went into court by myself with my lawyer and then my family came in afterwards with all of my friends. We were luckily able to get, like, 15 people in there. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the room fits more than that, they were only allowed uh, to fit 15 people. And I knew that because the chief of security called me in, a, like, a few days before my court date and told me he wanted to know how many people I had because he saw online that I had a lot of people coming <laughs> to my court. <laughs> and I said, look, I don't talk what to the talk police. y'all doing on the, I the internet? I don't talk to the police. I'm not going to tell you how many people. A lot. But what are they doing on the internet? They're surveilling us, right? Right, They're watching us. We have no privacy. Yeah, none whatsoever. So um, it was really, uh, it was, it was really stressful. I was in my courtroom, just like palm sweaty. But you know what? Even though the federal judge gave me that bond, he really didn't fight it. I think it was ICE who fought it, obviously, said I was a flight risk, even though I have so many attachments to staying in my community, to keep living the life I was living of advocacy and of, you know, um, just I was living my best fucking life, and they're interrupting Mm -hmm. that, right? So um, uh, they still said I was a flight risk, and they wanted me to be detained, and the judge still overruled that and gave me my same bond, another $8,000 bond. And now I'm I um, out on my own recogniz, which means I don't have to check in the whole time. If we spoke before uh, here on Black and Joy Mixtape, I had said that I was on Ice Pearl, having to check in every three to four or six months. Now I don't have to do that. Great. Um, so that's the one thing I don't have to go in you know, be fucking reminded and triggered every time, so. Right. Um, But that day was amazing because I knew a lot of people were coming. I knew. I didn't know how many. So um, knowing that my bond got paid and I still had to spend four hours there, ICE was, you know, playing the games that they do play and left me in there for another um, almost four hours. There was a dust storm in Arizona, and all the folks outside with the beautiful arte and the beautiful altars and just the food and everything had to shut down because the earth started dancing for my release, right? Mm-hmm. But what was happening is um, that ICE was also watching there as, you know, this was happening. I was like, well, let's see how far they stay here for this person. And sure enough, they stayed the long haul. And when he walked me out, he actually told me, you have some loyal ass friends. They've been out there for a long time. Mm. and I come out and I understand then why he said that. Malaya caked up with dirt. Everybody with dirt. You couldn't even see their faces because it was so much dirt going around. You literally could like scratch off dirt you know with your nails. Um, But they held it down. A lot of people left but most of them um, stayed there and it was a bunch of hugs. Music, a lot of Cardi B music, a lot of dancing, uh, a FaceTiming, even Maria Alejandra, um, somebody who worked day in and day out for 42 days on, you know, working on my bond packet and making sure that all those signatures that you just mentioned were collected. We had over 150 organizational support letters. We had over 160 or 170 individual um, so it was really, really amazing. I still, to this day, have not been able to read all of the letters, which um, I just, I want to make sure that I do get to do that because every single letter, every single support, every single person who shared, um, they were a part of this win, right? Like mm-hmm. the community, yeah. ma- like, ma- you know, community organizing works. Lawyers are not going to get you the fuck out when you're dealing um, in these situations. It's the people that are going to get you out. And that's Hello. what happened. Better. That's what happened. All of us resisted. We collected um, everything we needed to. And I came home that day, regardless of what, how I felt, regardless of how scared I was was, regardless of how fucked up shit was in that detention center and the things I saw, I'm able to be here now with you guys.
1: Beautiful. Um, Thank you, Ali. We are so happy to have you back. Um, So like you said, you're out on bond, um, and we know that means that this isn't over. So what work is there left to do, and how has this experience of being labeled and treated as quote-unquote illegal Impacted you and expanded your vision for your own and our collective freedom.
2: Yeah, so I'm definitely out on bond. We got to pay... um, a bond on April 19th. I got to come home and be reunited with my mom and my brother and my my family my friends. It was really, really beautiful because it fucking sucked being inside. I slept on a two-inch mattress, hard metal for 42 days, ate Mm -hmm. crappy-ass food, had to fucking give my money to these private corporations. And Y'all know me. I fucking hate anybody who profits off our bodies. I, it was hard for me to spend even $20 and give this money to these private companies, you know, feeding us dirt. Um, So every day was a learned lesson. I had so many conversations with with the CEOs in there. They would ask me for favors. I said, look, I don't work with the police. Um, So that was probably my only, like, fun I got to have was actually having these conversations with people who worked there, the women, right? I talked about abortions in there. People were like, yo, if I knew somebody like you, I probably wouldn't have five children. Not mm-hmm. that they regret having their children, right? But because people would sure. fucking want choices and resources mm. and opportunity, right? right? So these women like got to see that there was this activist who did this advocacy, saw pictures, people were sending pictures of like, you know, things happening outside. Right. Um so I, I just want to say that because the people in there, we're talking about people who are filling up these jails of these violent you know, maybe even gang members sometimes, right, and all that. And no, the people who are filling up these fucking jails are people like me, working people, our moms, are people who got caught driving a car to fucking work and they had their homie in the car that they've been friends for 20 years and now they got human smuggling charges. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the people that are filling up the jails. You know what I mean? People that were walking in the park and fucking looked undocumented and now they're here. From Denver, being transferred to somewhere really, really far from their community, not facing deportation and have been there for almost two years with the court date a year away. Like, that's what that shit looks like, you know what I mean? People making money off of every single bed, every single day, people being there indefinitely. So not only is this zero tolerance that we we will talk about for sure that Jeff Sessions didn't put, Jeff Sessions also had just took away the opportunity for people to bond out of immigra- immigration jail. Um, after six months of being locked up, you had the right to get out. Now you didn't. He took away that. He took away that bond, and now people were being held indefinitely. Um, so I think it's really people boring. who they
0: also are threatening to just like deport. So deport, regardless of how are you here? holding them for so long to make money off of them?
2: Right. Why? So I think going back to your question, Jasmine, of like what work is there to do is first and foremost we have to abolish this like, young 15-year organization that's called ICE. Mm -hmm. We've lived without it. We don't have to criminalize migration. We don't have to incarcerate people who are coming here to the border asking for help or the people who are living here undocumented who've always been a part of our society and who we could fucking live with.
1: Right. Who we can just do that and are living with. continue to do that. The people who got the option to come here when they was out here doing whatever the fuck white people do, like, that didn't exist then. Right. They They were just in the
2: state. They just came. Mm -hmm. That we are working as Latinx people and also black immigrants, just community members in general, because we understand that what? We have a lot of things in common. We have a key player, which is the Department of Justice, Jeff Sessions, who we also had to remove from there. He's making it his own personal agenda to be the leader of the police force that you know, the administration now wants the new 45th president, his own white supremacist agenda to incarcerate all black and brown people and make this country white. That's what it make exactly. America great again means. You know, it's right. not about again. It's about just making it white, how the people have always wanted it to be. But we're out here. We ain't going nowhere like we never have. And I think so. That's another thing that we are working on is getting rid of Jeff Sessions and um, really, really following his. uh What he's doing with the Department of Justice? We need to eliminate the criminal department, the criminal the criminal department from that department. All of us are not benefiting from anything that the criminal justice system is doing. Right? It's not working for us. It's actually just here to incarcerate us. Mm -hmm. So, um, talking about criminalization, right? Is I think is is a super important thing right now that is affecting all of us. Right now, the Department of Justice is expanding the criminalization by incarcerating people who haven't done shit. They haven't done nothing but came to this fucking country. Also, talking about the fact that they've came here because of the things that America has actually done. Hello. That they've actually put it in their countries and made them flood here, right? Yeah. And now we're going to put them in jails. So, the impact of imperialism.
1: Exactly. You exploit people's land, you extract from their economies, and you bring war to their borders. All this conflict because of the things that you're doing to that land, their people, and their resources. And then people have to leave. That's when people, quote unquote, become refugees. And if, but the thing about America though is we create this narrative around other countries when people come from other countries here and they're moving around trying to, you know, get refuge, get safety. The reality is there are so many black and brown people who even have, you know, who are quote unquote documented who are still being moved around because of gentrification and all these other things. So I'm just curious, like that last question I asked you, how has this um, experience of of being treated illegal um, expanded your vision for
2: your own freedom as well as our collective freedom? Absolutely. That's a great question, especially because being in the movement, right? And knowing this whole big, you "no know, human being is illegal, kind of redundant phrase to me, right? Um, it's been really, really tough when I talk about my existence as being something that is like illegal, right? It's been criminalized, criminalized. Being in the movement and understanding that there is people who are out here fighting day and night for criminalized communities, right? And we're talking about criminalized communities as immigrant communities now, working people. Um, They are, the government and the Department of Justice right now, they are not discriminating right now at all. Any person, any activist, any mother, any working people are being incarcerated. Um, And a lot of younger folks and myself have been doing also the fight as actually undocumented people, right? Mm. Um, so it puts uh, you at more risk and danger. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Always being in the front lines. Like my arrest, that actually led me to this inca- this incarceration for the second time, being incarcerated. Um, it was all because I was out there doing the same advocacy, the same thing that all of us are doing out there, but. I'm actually now undocumented, right? But actually, like, thinking about who gets criminalized and who doesn't and thinking about the actions of of that get criminalized, right? Like, the things that we do are illegal. They are criminalized. So I think that's why a lot of folks have moved and also been calling themselves um, illegals instead of undocumented people, which Mm -hmm. has been very interesting to me because of the whole phrase that I just mentioned, a human being is illegal. But what I've heard and I've asked myself from these young people is the fact that calling yourself undocumented has also just kind of put it back on yourself that you have to get documented yourself Mm -hmm. right now the government and it's like no fuck that the government is like doing this right putting this rhetoric back on us talking about how being undocumented right so people are also just using the word that we are illegal because that is just who we are we are not legalized here yet right so we're trying to find trying to to end the criminalization of everybody which is of also people that are here illegally right Mm -hmm. and I think it's more focused on like our existence just being here is illegal, right? We obviously know mm-hmm. that our human being, human beingness, is not illegal, right? But I think it's really important to understand. Depending on what the body looks like. <laughs> exactly, right? and that and how too, much right? Money it has, right? right? Absolutely, and it's more
1: consequences. Like uh, it sounds inconsequential, like whether you're documented or undocumented. But being really specific that when you are undocumented, you are illegal. Like it then puts. Uh, an object there, like, what was actually happening. It goes from passive voice to, like, more active, Mm -hmm. like...
2: And we're not putting a face to these people that are illegal. That's my thing that's always been there, right? When Mm -hmm. you get to see, like, yes, I am illegal. I remember when a homie of mine gave me this hat, and he was kind of like, I don't know if I should give this shit to you because it's kind of fucked up, but it's had the word illegal on it, you Mm -hmm. know? But when I got it, I was just like, if... I just, I knew exactly what it meant. Mm-hmm. I knew how he saw it. He was my homie. A lot of shit this motherfucker does is illegal too. You feel right, me? Right. It's just, we're just black and brown people, right? That have been out here. Everything that we fucking do has been criminalized for ages. Right. We grew up like that. So to me, it was so, it was so normal and natural. Of course you would give me this shit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But it's a, it's a lot of like the people get really offended. And it's also who the fuck are you fighting for? Mm-hmm. Us, right? And we're speaking here now. So one thing that I've seen that I share with other people was knowing like who I am. I come in raw. I've taken all my layers off and this is who I am. This thing that is this person that is being um deemed illegal and I'm actually living my best fucking life, my mm-hmm. full ass life, you know what I mean? Like and every fucking day that you don't have me in your hands. Um, is a day that I'm fucking living and thriving and being fucking free, but it's only one day at a time, so that's why I think it's super important to call it as it is. Mm-hmm. Call it as it is. Know the faces of who you guys are talking about, because that's why the kids, people care about the kids so much, right? Yeah. Because they don't talk about me as a person who's out here doing whatever, hasn't gotten arrested by the police, right? They still see me as this person with this criminal record. Mm-hmm. And they will always see me with this person who got caught up with a DUI and a possession of paraphernalia. So fucking what? We all fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Some of us just get caught. Some of us just don't. I'm just a crime happening. is
0: not a crime until it's reported to the police. You did, Because <laughs> lots true. of y'all is turning left on red, parking, double parking, whatever the fuck. Does that mean that your whole existence and life should be snatched from you? I don't think so. Again, this is a problem for all of us that they are testing out on the most marginalized of us. They're literally locking people up Sending them into lockdown when people show that those are our people behind that these cages. That we love
1: these people.
0: For moving from point A to fucking point B. You know? Just moving from point A to point B. And I think that like, all these things are on, on top of this, but like I want to boil it down to the simplest thing of like, we have more than enough resources in this country. More. We have so many fucking resources, and this is how
1: we're treating people who are trying to access resources. Because people are so selfish. Billionaires are at the root of this, and we are talking about, in a lot of ways, when we're saying abolish These systems that put people in cages and deny them resources and access. These people are adamantly saying, no, I'm not willing to give you shit. Right. Even
0: when we think of like folks who are calling the cops on people who are at pools and cookouts, it's because they can make the assumption that because your body looks the way it does. Because your skin is what it is, you must be doing, you something, be doing something, against, something. You gotta be doing something against the law. Mm-hmm. And Can I see a permit, please?
2: I'm fucking like, tired of that shit. I'm tired. I'm literally talking to my homie who lives out in like, I don't know, fucking San Francisco, Oakland area. And he's just like telling me how he deserves to be like in these like three-month classes for this DUI he got, spending all this money, right, on all this probation, all this shit. And he's just like, I deserve it. Right. And I'm like, yeah, but also, like, just because you were hanging out on the, on the sidewalk with a fucking beer, you don't deserve to, like, be. Fund
0: somebody's whole ass salary when what you don't have fuck? one. And
2: this person was like, I deserve it. And I shouldn't do that next time. And I'm like, you should also just be able to be fucking you. You wasn't hurting nobody. Nope. Like, this is the thing <laughs> about. Life in New like, Orleans,
0: you can have an open container. So right. why is that different here?
2: Like, even people just feel like they should be punished. This punishment culture is what really, like, yeah. triggers right. me. And I'm just like, this is so interesting. Like, who? Made you somebody who can punish another person first, of fucking all. Right, first of all, and then that's also what it means when these white people call the police. They all
1: assume the authority to police our bodies, regardless if they're a civilian, whether they have a badge, whether they have a tank. Like they, at every single level, white people have the authority in this system to criminalize black and brown people. But black and brown people are really embodying what it means to resist right now. I know that was a a buzzword that a lot of white people were really feeling is why they got those little ugly ass pink hats and assembled in DC (laughs) Um, but like let's really talk about what resistance uh, looks like on the 4th of July a black woman the god Teresa Patricia Okumu an immigrant from the Democratic Republic of Congo scaled the Statue of Liberty to protest the Trump administration and its draconian or extremely harsh immigration policies immigration policies like the zero tolerance immigration policy that calls for the prosecution of all individuals who quote unquote illegally enter the United States. This policy has the effect of separating parents from their children when they enter the country together because parents are referred for prosecution and the children are placed in the custody of a sponsor such as a relative or foster home or held in a shelter. More than 650 children were separated from their parents during a two-week period in May as a result of the approach being implemented. The American Civil Liberties Union filed a federal lawsuit seeking to reunite an asylum-seeking mother and her seven-year-old daughter fleeing violence in the Democratic Republic of Congo only to be forcibly torn from each other in the U.S. and detained separately 2,000 miles apart. The case that resulted in golly Miss L. being reunited with her daughter and a nationwide injunction blocking further family separations and demanding urgent reunifications. The hearing was for the court to get an update on the status of those reunifications and for the judge to respond to the government's request for an extension. Judge Dana Sabra had mandated in a June 26 ruling that the government reunite children younger than five with their parents within 14 days and children older than five within 30 days. The deadline for their younger group, which includes children the government had dubbed, quote, tender age is coming up. But the government says it won't be able to meet that deadline and is also requesting to stick to an internal Department of Health and Human Services protocols that could lengthen the amount of time until these children are returned to their parents. Judge Sabra gave the government until Saturday at 5 p.m. to offer the ACLU a list of all the children younger than five who it has identified as having been separated. The Department of Justice attorney Sarah Fabian said the government had identified 101 children younger than five who might fall within the judge's order. Two parents of those children, the government argues, have criminal records that that render them unfit to be reunited with their children. Fabian said 19 parents had been released from custody into the United States and 19 had been deported. The government does not know where at least some of these parents are. The courthouse news service reported that there are, quote, 86 parents who have been in contact with 83 children under five who are in federal custody. These numbers indicate that roughly 16 children have not had contact with their parents who may be missing following deportations or release into the United States. This raises the terrifying possibility that 16 children younger than five may never see their parents again because of the Trump administration's unconstitutional child separation practices. Unconstitutional. Also, can we
0: talk about how kids have allergies, medical needs... These kids
1: don't speak the same language as their captors. Like, what the fuck? Um, So in this story, there's a lot of conversation about these children who are being lost. But what we hear very clearly is that parents are also being lost in this system. So how are these people and families being lost by the criminal and immigration systems,
2: Zalaneh? Well, let's just be frank and understand that the people that we're talking about, the staff, the police, the deportation officers, they're all dummies. You, All you need is a fucking like high school diploma to fucking get these fucking <laughs> jobs. And they don't fucking do their jobs. They don't. They never have people in these positions. These are like the cops, right? They're out here murking people. They don't. Uh, they don't give a fuck about these kids, right? So people are being sent off either to foster cares or being sent off either to, either to um, non-government organizations that the Refugees and Settlement Department is funding. They're getting placed in other juvenile detention centers, and there's so many of them, right? Like the streamlined operation that they're dealing with so many parents and so many children that they're losing track of them. That's what's happening, really. Yeah. And also to be fair when we talk about people that are have criminal records that are um, that are rendered to be unfair to be reunited with their children like let's talk about the fucking politi- politicians that also have fucking criminal records like pile like you know what I mean the and fuck drug offenses. The like fuck? y'all do the
0: same shit everybody doing
2: to survive capitalism
1: like it's- so Sorry, easy I, to just
2: say criminal records and people are like, okay, lock them up, damn Fuck them,
1: throw them away. <laughs> and what Ale already told us, them folks probably just got simple ass charges, like turning Left. on red. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: also fascinated
1: by this
2: wow. story
0: because it literally takes kids <laughs> being put in cages for you all to kind of but this still is wrong. like this is wrong like their parents are <laughs> so extreme it has to be the fucking extremes for you all to see that their parents are also innocent human beings who are being targeted and thrown away by the state like it took it takes babies for y'all like we literally need baby what What the fact is, this is such a bizarre story to me, and like it deserves its outrage. And literally, if we had this same energy 10 years ago, we wouldn't be talking about baby captures and shit. Like, and in addition to that, and why this is so important, because we still don't apply this to children in the US, Hmm. in most states, kids as young as 10 years old can go into put into um, prisons. Yep. This is a thing. It's typically we talk about it in terms of the school to prison pipeline, which is just an incomplete narrative because it doesn't, it only talks about the limitations of our school system, but it's not talking about the fact that the matter is our kids are actually in real life being picked up and locked up into prisons. There's an entire juvenile justice system, but you all are so hooked on white people and police officers having the answers that you're allowing white folks to tell you what is a criminal and what isn't a criminal. Right. None of us are fucking criminal. Our lives are criminalized. We are human beings. We are individuals who are being surveilled, whose number one offense is
1: being fucking poor. Mm. Meaning that undocumented people are not the only illegals in this country. Man. The book has not stopped. So, like, literally, I liked how this conversation was framed because we're talking about how they are experimenting with can they make you believe that people just by being are illegal? Mm-hmm. And if they can make that a fact, what else can they do? How can they expand that fact onto to bodies that are seemingly legal to you right now? Who's to say where you will be in 10 years? It's already ingrained in our systems mm-hmm. how they think about our children, how they, they always are talking about our, our children as if they are adults, as if they don't have guardians, as yeah. if they don't have people that care and love them. Mm-hmm. Before
0: our kids get picked up by the cops, nobody's pausing to call their parents. Right. Permit Patty called the cops on a baby with her mother.
2: What?
1: Like her mom recorded the shit. And then, not to mention the the this reunification narrative, you know that a lot of people who are using that language are like, yeah, we should totally reunite them in the prison. What the fuck? Let's not let's let's just get rid of this tender age care. We can just put them all
2: together and in together, little cages. And du- yeah. Ain't nobody playing about like it being prisons or jails or cages. They're literally kitchen coop cages. Where, where these people are being held. Mm. Um, and, and it's just literally like the a fact that they're allowing this to be happening, like you just said, right? We just lock them up together. But it's a fact that, wait, what a minute, what are we actually doing? Right. Like literally profiting off of these bodies. Like we're making these people also go to court to be reunified. That's right. the thing, right? We're not just not going to reunify you. We're not going to just help you. Y'all better have, you kids and you moms better have the information for us to reunify you and then go to court. Mm-hmm. We don't believe in the fucking courts. The courts are not here for us. We ain't never mm-hmm. won in the fucking courts. Yeah. And they even want to, even when I
1: was reading that piece around the the government is saying, well, we still need to follow the the protocols of the Department of Human Services. Like, that just means detaining people for a longer time still, waiting on bureaucracy. So, just to continue, Ale. Um, if we know that family reunification is not enough, especially since Trump agrees that families should be in cages together,
2: what are the demands we should be making? Oh, man, besides abolishing the police, which is just a given, please, everybody, wake, up, wake up in the morning fuck and remind 12, us all 12, that la, fuck 12, the police. Huh? <laughs> fuck the police first and foremost. First, first giving honor so to God low. who is the head of my life.
0: And uh, fuck, fuck the, the police. police. Thank, you. <laughs> thank you. Welcome to my TED Talk. That is, that's it. That's all of
1: me. I want to thank y'all for this Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for this Grammy. Fuck <laughs> 12. Uh, Good night, Good night. I love my mama. And my bed.
2: And my children, if I have any. All right. Nah. The fucking demands that we should all be speaking right now is definitely getting rid of fucking ICE. Getting rid of them because we don't fucking need them. They're only 15 years old. We don't have to police migration. We don't need them to be locking more and more people for just their legal status. Bye, ICE. The fucking criminal department from the Department of Justice needs to be focusing on white-collar crime and politicians because, hell, those are the real motherfucking criminals that need some sort of um, discipline and isolation. Um, Knock them up, (laughs) please. They need to be kept away from us. Please save us from them. <laughs> um, I think those are the basic demands, right? It's, it's definitely getting rid of fucking ICE, literally getting rid of that police enforcement. Um, and also focusing on getting rid of, Je- of Jeff Sessions. Man, how do we, we just, they just, I don't know, who gave him an award or something for being a fucking great leader or some shit? We know his record of being a racist, a white supremacist. Coretta Cor- 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 Sky King,
1: King literally bro. had to talk about it from a grave. <laughs>
2: He was a racist. She was like, hey,
1: um, I'm not dead. I wrote this letter.
2: Let me remind y'all. Let me put this on top of your email your mail list. Let me loop this up. Per my last email. <laughs> This nigga is racist.
1: Y'all g- get your man now. Uh, the work we have to do, bitch.
0: What this is why of? Zora Lil Hurston keep dropping books. <laughs> All right. Just keep on. Just keep.
1: She got more books like, out hey, of the TikTok, huh, bruh. Hey, look in this closet over here.
2: Uh, can you go up into the attic? I got shit up there, too. Papers. Motherfuckers, <laughs> listen to black women, goddammit. Please. <laughs> so get fucking rid of him. He get, is uh, he, he's a fucking terrorist. We don't fucking lie gummy's He's ugly as fuck, too. <laughs> tired of seeing his eyes everywhere. I feel
0: like you should at least be 6'2 to talk this what? much right. shit this like, much destruction. You look
1: like an elf. Yes. Mass You're
0: <laughs> causing this much destruction looking like a Keebler fuck fucking elf.
1: Here. Scary. Ooh. Tired. Looking like Leprechaun in the hood. <laughs> as a
2: hood. the fucking
1: last of oh Why hasn't <laughs> SNL done that yet? <laughs> <Hot> <laughs> leprechaun
0: in, that in that the that White House? That would be good as <laughs> fuck. They not? Ugh, no, SNL. They just take all their shit from Instagram. Sorry, maybe they'll take this. The man, demands.
1: Demands. 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 demand an SNL sketch <laughs> to further the culture to get Jeff Sessions the fuck um, out of here. Fucking out.
2: <laughs> so yeah, on that fucking note, other demands is definitely to repeal any laws that literally criminalize migration. Right, understanding that again. The territory of the United States is always putting its fucking hands and its nosy ass everywhere that is doing shit on a policy level to make people, uh, you know, come here and migrate here. So the zero tolerance law needs to be gone. That's literally allowing them to expand the criminalization of people who are going into private and federal and state prisons right now. Um, And finally, Operation Streamline, it's a given. We cannot be, you know, um, criminalizing and giving felonies to masses of people at a time without dual process. I mean... I can't say that this is not the America we know it fucking is, but this is what the fuck we have to stop and focus on. If we care about the children, we got to care about where the parents, where the relatives are going, right? Where the community members are, right? Because they all probably came together here. Right. Right? The children, I mean, yeah, sure. We got to give a fuck about the children. I mean, there is no fucking children justice. If you give a fuck about children migrating and being locked up in cages, Mm -hmm. you got to care about the children like Khalif Browder. The kids would not be in the cages if the parents weren't criminalized. That. But so I think, I think it's fucking simple. I think people are just scared to put their money in other fucking places, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people are also making a lot of money off of right, this. political courage. A lot of it, right? And um, the political repression is also very heavy, right? We have this fucking clown leading every tweet as policy now, right? It's a joke. Um, so, you know, these times is where we have to fucking think way ahead and start. It's going to be a long process to get rid of ICE, but we can fucking do it and we will do it. And then the whole police force is next.
1: Y'all, we got to advocate the abolition of ICE because on the other side is eugenics. They want the extermination of black and brown people and the buck will not stop. yes.
0: So, Ale, I want to know a little bit more about your life since um, returning home. You keep mentioning living your best life and every moment that you're not with them, you're able to be Ale, the Ale that we know and love. So when we talk about abolishing prisons or folks returning home from prison, sometimes we get stuck in the concept of recidivism. And the actual definition of recidivism, y'all, is to return or relapse to a previous condition, right? However, when it comes to conversations and policy discussions on criminal justice reform, we only mention recidivism in terms of individuals returning to criminal or bad, quote-unquote, bad behavior. Um, Instead, we're focusing on the individual instead of the conditions, the system, the environment that is actually the relapse, right? Right. So this is really a distraction to the fact that when you put people back into the same environment with another barrier of being a returning citizen, it's not enough to give individuals new skills to deal within and with the exact same system that failed them the first time. Instead of, you know, trauma counseling services, rest, (laughs) I would need a fucking break, bitch. Um, And then starting to talk about job placement, instead of having all these conversations We just pair folks up with overseers to monitor and survey their every act. And what we know is like all of us break rules. A lot of times as black and brown people, regardless of what you have, um, regardless of if you've actually come up against the criminal justice system. Right. So much of our beings are decided for us um, and we're treated like we don't belong in spaces. So outside of your organizing work, and the, I'm I'm asking as well as someone who knows returning citizens or maybe in community with folks, um, for you personally, what has support looked like for you since returning home? And what has meaningful community care looked like for you? And
2: what gaps still haven't been filled? What do you wish you had more of? Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you. I also have to probably ponder on that a little bit more. I've been running around trying to keep myself busy because I know shit has changed for me a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, I've been on tour with um, with Mi Gente and trying to just keep uplifting the other work of also local organizers and local impacted people and and deportees, right, that are also doing Mm -hmm. the work nationwide. So we've been uplifting that and I've been trying to keep myself busy, but knowing at the back of my head that when I come home, I can't drive, I can't work. Um, and a lot of things have changed. I'm a, I'm a 32 year old woman with her own apartment, right? Mm -hmm. Like a real ass adult life. And I come out of jail for no fucking reason, you know, literally there was no reason for me to be detained at all. And Mm -hmm. I get interrupted. My life gets interrupted like that. And now I don't have a job. I can't drive my car. I have to figure out how to, you know, keep sustaining myself. And, um, So that's the one thing that's been really, really tough. Um, Meanwhile, I'm getting massages sent to me and full day spas by Mm -hmm. my friends and my girlfriends and like, you know, um, sisters, sister friends in in D.C. and even across the country. It's been really, really nice to be checked in on um, to just have these conversations about what do I need? What do you need? Um, so it's been beautiful. It's always been beautiful. I've been getting gifts everywhere of people, what people think I might like. Um, so that's been really, really great. Um, where can people send
1: you gifts and money?
2: Yeah, and I was going to talk a little bit about that. Because I can't work and because I can't um, drive really and really do something, I'm trying to also figure out how to get my driver's license here in D.C. to continue just fucking living, right, in my life normally. Um, uh, people can send it to my PayPal. It's uh, paypal.me. Backslash Alejandra Pablos. Um, my birthday is coming up July 13th, and I am gonna st- uh, keep promoting my PayPal so I can help people. People can help me pay my bills for the month of July, yo. It's I'll fucking shame. hard out Amen. here. Cancelized. I got it. my My, uh, you know, just living in D.C., your insurance is real high because you got some nice, fancy-ass cars out here. So that's a lot. My p- car payment, my rent. You ain't got to just um, find in, uh, Make sure they know how to spell Alejandro. I Alejandro. Alejandro. love <laughs>
1: right.
2: A-L-E-J-A-N-D-R-A-P-A-B-L-O-S. Follow me on Instagram, on Sor... Ale S O R underscore A-L-E-E, if you really want to know. But that's what I'm gonna be doing for my birthday. I'm definitely gonna be fundraising to help me with some money to pay my my bills because that's what it looks like after like the post-detention, right? Life. I told you earlier, I told both of y'all earlier how I now don't have to check in, right? I'm not on ice parole anymore. But on the other side, I can't work. I don't have a work permit. No anymore. work permit. They took it. Yep. And her license. Hmm. And the only way to get my license was to do a work They summit, made you so. more
0: undocumented, bitch. Like, <laughs> two right. two so they took some documents. took
2: the motherfucking documents. Um, and that's what the they fuck? do. That's what the fuck they do, you know, for fucking what? <sighs> And so now I'd be out here, you know, not driving my car because I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to put my life at risk, right? Um, so I think community care has also looked like my homies like driving me with, in my car places, you feel me? Um, you know, when I've been around and traveling, being busy, like getting that support and being picked up and all of those things. So people knowing and me also talking about like what my status looks like. So people can help me, right? Yeah. When you don't talk about it, like you just said, people don't fucking know. Yeah. So
1: also go ahead and send that Lyft uh, gift card or some Uber. Ooh, that's whatever. so real. Yeah.
2: So it's like all of those things that like I have to like be careful of now, you know, even getting in the car again, like you got a driver's license, I don't want to get put over with you, you know? Every single interaction with the police can lead with an interaction with immigration. Even mm-hmm. in DC, DC says it's a welcoming ass motherfucking sanctuary city. Bullshit, lies. You know, there's little, there's there's young high school students getting picked up from high, DC high schools and being put in juvenile detention centers in Virginia right now for being associated for being in gangs, right? Because <laughs> the criminalization is being expanded. Who gives a fuck? Nobody's watching. Jeff Sessions already said we ain't watching DHS. We don't. We're not gonna investigate nothing that they're doing. So go ahead. Just like Trump told the cops, go ahead.
0: So what's like um, bringing you joy right now, Ale? Um,
2: what's making you happy? See what's mainly making me happy is seeing the masses and masses of people moving towards the the only narrative that fucking matters right now and is criminalization of black and brown bodies from the beginning of time. It gives me a lot of joy because yeah, like you said, great, people care about the kids, but are we caring about the root, right? Are people like really shifting to this abolish ice and what does it really mean to us? Not just a hashtag. It's actually like something that people are really talking about, candidates are really talking about, right? Um, so I think that makes me really, really, really happy. Obviously, um, sex toys make me really happy and oh, books yes. mm-hmm. and books. Um, I've been sex traveling toys and a- books, y'all. Dude, yeah, just like reading. How do you think that's the key to life? Read, 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 read get one off, pass out, you know, and continue. Like I don't have a job right now. You know, what the am I gonna do? Play with myself, send me some sex toys. <laughs> That's what the fuck makes me really, really happy. My mom came out to one of our actions, right? My family's a little bit more uh, in tune with, like, our lives being super political. Um, but I think definitely just having also um, my sister friends really asking about, like, the real, real questions about immigration and how they can support and, and talking about this shit as, as, as the one issue of, like, you know, anti-police and just abolishing prisons and all that shit, I think, to me, is super beautiful, uh, mm-hmm. to have that much support and to see to be invited to more and more like um fighting prisons and abolishing prisons um conferences and stuff like that so i gotta get my like speaker game on um yes. i can't fucking tell work so i might as well get says. fucking paid for sharing what i know <laughs> yes and, um so trying to really like get into get you a blue, blue. west to go
0: out there can you tell us how we can continue to support you in your
2: work to abolish ice in all prisons yeah absolutely definitely follow me on instagram again under sorale s-o-r underscore a-l-e-e i work with um mi gente m-i-j-e-n-t-e dot net you can follow the fuck ice chingala migra abolish ice tour there um and really like uh you know join us and plugging in on how that's going to happen and all the demands and how to really um join that movement but for my PayPal, it would be um, paypal.me backslash Alejandra Pablos, A L E J A N D R A P A B L O S. And that's where you could just DM me on uh, on Instagram. Um, my email is also A L E P A B L O S 713 at Gmail to send me any shit, ask me for my address, all of that good stuff. Speaking <laughs> gigs, yes.
1: tours, no beats.
0: <laughs> don't send any beats none of your mixtapes absolutely
2: listen. email me i would love to come fuck with y'all come talk and share anything that i can share with and also learn from y'all um because this is a mass collective issue this is fucking global all of us are fighting the same entities and basically the fucking same u.s government y'all we out here they closest to us we need to definitely be allies to the global to our global sisters and brothers
0: Oh Thank you so much, Ale. Thank, thank you. you Ale. Thank you so much. This I'm was fun. so glad
1: we finally got to connect. Yes.
2: Ooh. I'm like, as soon as I touch you, I'm like, let them know I'm here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> let them know.
2: It's time to cook again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Ale. Again, you all can continue to follow this conversation on hashtag BlackJoyMixtape. Of course, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Black Joy mixtape um and feel free to hit us up if you have more stories like this if there are segments or things that we need to be aware of you all know you can always go to the website theblackjoymixtape.com hit us up on our gmail um at theblackjoymixtape at gmail.com because we love hearing from y'all keep sharing this and telling folks about it we really believe in being able to bring you all the fullness of people who are not only our friends, who are community with us, but also are some of the people on the front lines of a lot of this work that you all are engaging with in real time on your social media because you care. Um, Ale is one of those people. She is also connecting us, teaching us so much more about our immigration system, which is a combination of criminal, um, our criminal justice system in addition to the immigration system. So, yeah, share this with a friend, tap people, you know, be black without borders, y'all. This shit's okay, trying easy. to fuck us all be up. Don't borders. allow Donald Trump to be the only one to have intersectional messages around black and brown communities mm-hmm. when he's criminalizing all of us. Um, that's one of the things I appreciate about this conversation so much because if you all remember at the State of the Union... He had like a black family there crying about their child MS being murdered 13. by MS-13. And it's like you're pitting us against each other when the same things are harming us. So, yeah, that's that. Jasmine, Bye. final
1: words? Gangs only exist when our government abandon our people. Mm-hmm. And so, um, if you're one of those people who can't identify when we say, well, everybody breaks the rules, if you can't identify with the fact that people are joining gangs because they need protection, because they need resources, because they deserve food and resources, mm-hmm. um, then um, I just really hope that you all can really like listen to us and begin to unpack that, um, because um, white folks who are listening to this, like, you all have y'all's orders. Um, and right now, we really need black and brown people to really see themselves and understand that these borders are killing so many of us, even those who are born within them. And um, so I just thank you, Ali, um, for being the freedom fighter that you are. Um, it's so amazing to see in real time y'all homie, not start but be on the process of being immortal um, you you are here you have been here and you will be here for generations, people will say your name, people will be so proud of you and I love you so much and I'm so thankful you're here and I just feel so much gratitude when you're in my spaces and um these are people that we love. You know shit gotta be real. Black women is climbing statues without the proper equipment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, that's where we at. Mm-hmm. We're doing the best we can to sound the alarms. So thank you. Um, don't forget... To make sure that Black Joy Mixtape has the resources it needs to continue, you can donate to us at paypal.me backslash blackjoy um, to make sure that we are able to continue this. Uh, Y'all, this is a two-person shop. Please make sure that you are sharing this with your friends. This is the news source that you deserve. Um, Follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram uh, at Jazz On Your Mind. Get some ill ass shaking and cute selfies cause a bitch need a break. Amber, where can they find you? I'm just Amber
0: J Phillips on Twitter and Instagram. Lit Living Thy Best Life. Of course. Alright, y'all. That concludes our show. And Ale, where can they find you?
2: Find me ooh, on Twitter too and Ale La Plebe. A-L-E-L-A-P-L-E-B-E. And as I said it before, saw Ale on Instagram. And once again, y'all, fuck the police.
0: Fuck 12. Fuck ice. It sounds so pretty when you say it. How do you say fuck 12 in Spanish? 12 in Spanish?
2: Chinga la migra. Chinga,
0: chinga la migra. La. That's fine. Okay. Great. And then what's fuck 12?
2: Uh, I mean, we can just translate into chinga la policia. Chingala la yeah that.
0: Yeah. This is Amber J. Phillips, the High Priestess of Black
1: Joy. And this is Jazz, the King of the South. And you just listened to the, the Black, Black Joy mixtape. Hey, what it do? Ow. Chingala Mingala. Chingala La Polisa. <laughs> 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 I pray to the Lord for Guinness. He continues to cover my life. Oh, nice. nice, nice, nice. Oh, slice, nice.
2: slice,
1: slice. Call me Martin Luther. Why? Cause I dream of change. Oh. My money different. Oh. But I'm still the same. Yeah, I'm still the same. My cousin's.